0: Hi, love. My name is Nitika Chopra, and I am your host for the podcast Thriving Together. I'm so excited about this show because we are going to genuinely be on the journey together. I'll be sharing lots of behind the scenes and as many unfiltered moments from my life as I possibly can as I take you through what it has meant for me to learn how to thrive and the ways that I'm still learning every single day while you will be on your own journey of thriving figuring out what that means for you. And I know that so many of you out there might not even know if thriving is possible, but I want you to know through this podcast and this show that it absolutely is, that it has to be on your own terms. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get started with thriving together. Thanks so much for tuning in for another episode of Thriving Together. I'm going to make this intro really short because I definitely um, do a lot of talking in this episode. I think I talked for like 45 minutes. There was a lot to cover around boundaries. Um, And yeah, this this was a big one. This was another one where I just felt like I really needed to prepare myself emotionally to be able to share with all of you. So I hope that you uh, enjoy the episode, and um, before we jump into it, I also just wanted to remind you Chronicon, May 19th, the in-person Chronicon, the live Chronicon is happening on May 19th, and it is less than two months away. Um, Whoa. I cannot believe it. I am so, so excited. We have an incredible lineup of people. If you haven't checked out the website recently, um, I'm sure we have some like updates. We have some new partners. Like we're always adding stuff to the website. And definitely if you haven't gotten your ticket, I do feel like it's going to sell out, um, and we we sold out weeks before you know our last one. So I think as much as people like to wait till the very very last minute, this is something you are going to want to get tickets for in advance and make sure you block off your calendars. You do all the things you need to do to set yourself up so that you can be there, and that can be virtually too. We have a whole virtual experience happening, um, with a virtual gift bag. We have Um, an amazing, you know, uh, like lineup of different ways you can watch it on our our streaming like capabilities and stuff like that. So and basically when you buy a ticket, whether it's live stream or in person, you get access to this one specific part of the app that allows you to connect with other folks that are going to be there and all this stuff. And then the other thing to note um, is that Chronicon app members get an exclusive ticket price so whether it's for in-person or virtual they get their own special price um and it's just like a really really great place to be and that like allows for you know that like really energized beautiful feeling that people have at the event to happen all year long um and yeah I, I hope you join us in the app and yeah, I hope to see you at the in-person Chronicon May 19th or virtually we'll have, as I said, a whole program. So thanks y'all for listening to this episode of Thriving Together and let's get into it. Hey loves, I am so, so looking forward to this conversation that we're going to have today and sharing, yeah, what's been going on for me. Um, I'm sitting on my floor. I feel like I'm always sitting in a different place when I do these these uh, episodes, but yeah, now it is Sunday afternoon um, in the beginning of March, and I am sitting on my floor in my living room, and I'm looking out at a beautiful, beautiful sunny day, and uh, yeah, my apartment has like a really beautiful view, which I'm so grateful for every day, and I felt like I needed to be be with that, be with that space, be with that vision, and really um, surround myself with some beauty as I embark on this conversation with you all today. I'm noticing that I feel like the the last episode of the month, the last solo episode of the month is trending to be the most vulnerable. (laughs) The episodes that I tend to feel a little stressed about because I'm like, how am I ever going to say all these things out loud? Um, yeah. And I think that happened, you know, in February for the last episode of the month, it was just like all about intimacy and talking about it in a way that I hadn't really shared before, but you know, honestly, like I was so afraid to share that episode and I don't even think I talked about anything that was like, so, so, you know, wildly personal, but I was just afraid. Cause it was like, every time I, I do these episodes and every time I embark on sharing about things like this, it just, it asks so much of me, right? Because, um, yeah. And I guess what I mean by that is like, because I cannot be fake and I will not be fake. So, I'd rather just not speak, um, if, if that's going to be the case, if I'm going to have to be fake. And so, yeah, I've just kind of, um, I think I'm just surrendering more and more into this process of doing this podcast with you and, um, for you. And all of a sudden there are loud, loud sirens in the background. So hopefully that's not too distracting. And so this week's episode is, you know, again, the end of the month of March, and I know that it is still the month that we're focusing on boundaries, and I kind of, you know, hinted towards this or started talking about it a little bit in the first solo episode this month around boundaries, where I was sharing that I have been in process around some pretty big kind of gnarly things as it relates to boundaries. And I have to be honest, I'm still in process around this specific thing, but not in the same level of intensity as I was before. So I feel safe enough to share about what's been coming up. With that in mind, I will say that it still feels pretty messy. It doesn't feel neat and tidy. It doesn't feel like, oh my God, I have transformed and look how magical this is. No, it does not feel that way. Um, it doesn't feel like I could sit here and write, you know, a listicle of the top 10 ways that I have transformed my relationship in this area of boundaries. No, it's not quite like that. So I just wanna, you know, be uh upfront about that I guess because as you're listening to this I think the more you are aware of that <laughs> I think the better it is for both of us and um yeah I guess I also just want to give a little shout out to some of the angels in the community who sent me voice notes and sent me messages after that intimacy episode um, that I was so scared to share because I, I really mean it when I say that things like that, like you all sending me messages and telling me, oh my gosh, I, you know, thought about this as it relates to my relationship with my family, or I thought about this as it relates to my relationship with my body or whatever it might be. It means, it means everything. I mean, saying it means everything honestly feels like not enough because it is life affirming and it affirms my purpose and my mission and my work in a way that matters to me. You know, I think I've talked a bit about like how I don't really love social media and how like the validation cycle of social media has been really toxic and just something that I'm less and less interested in. But that's a lot of, a lot of the reason behind that is because of the community, because I I feel the genuine connection with each of you. And I also really appreciate when people on social media reach out and let me know in my DMs that an episode has made a difference for them because I have gotten those messages as well. And um, that, that does mean a lot to me, you know, those genuine, genuine messages. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to all of you out there listening. Um, this podcast is honestly happening in so much in part of because of what you all provide for me every day and how I feel like we are in it together and loved loved through it, you know? So, yeah, I just wanted to say that, and um, I'm feeling really nourished right now, which has been like a huge focus of my year. As many of you know, I moved back to my apartment in Brooklyn in the beginning of January, middle of January, Um, and after living at my parents' place for six months last year, And one of the things that I realized was by the time I got to my parents' place, I had been severely undernourished. And I don't mean that from like a nutritional perspective. I mean that from like a full body holistic perspective. I stopped cooking for myself during the pandemic because I just got so tired of it and bored and annoyed by it. And I stopped being social, largely in part to the fact that I couldn't be um, for a lot of, you know, health reasons. Um, and just so many things. And so when I moved home, I really saw the deficit around my nourishment on a daily basis. And I really, really saw that I had not been prioritizing nourishment at all. And I had been really um, yeah, just undervaluing it and not, not, uh, yeah, not prioritizing it. So that's something that I'm really focusing on. Um, I used to love gluten-free pizza. Like it was like a joke, how much I ordered it all the time and just like loved it so much. And I ordered it the other night for the first time since I've been back. So like in six weeks, I hadn't had it. And after eating it, I had this experience where I was like, I don't feel nourished at all from eating that and that doesn't mean that like I won't go to a great place one time and and order gluten-free pizza it's not like a shame on that specific food it was just really interesting that this thing I was consuming quite regularly is actually like the opposite of what makes me feel nourished so anyway I just wanted to share that something that's been coming up for me in terms of my self-care and I think it does relate to boundaries um and just like what I'm willing to do to take care of myself, you know. So right before I came, I actually went to see a friend this morning for coffee. And um, this wonderful doctor, her name is Dr. Lucky Sikon, And we're actually going to have her on the show soon. Um, But she lives in my neighborhood. So we got coffee. And even that was like so nourishing. And, um, you know, I asked her to make sure she wasn't exposed to anything and I wore a mask like you know to and from the place and we sat pretty in like a secluded area you know and I I mean it's not like what everyone needs to do or has to do but it's like what I needed to do to make myself comfortable and she was super up for it and deals with her own health stuff too so she was like yep I'm on it um so anyway just like expanding my um I don't know, expanding my parameters around things a little bit, like putting myself, getting myself out of my own comfort zone, I guess, is like what I'm trying to say in terms of like, it would have been so easy for me to just sit at home all weekend alone. Um, And I've just been prioritizing feeling more nourished. And it was so lovely. I had such a nice time with her. Um, she's hopefully going to be coming to Chronicon and we're also going to have her on the show, um, in the next couple months, I'm sure. So we're just gonna have to find a time. So just stuff like that. It was just like really nice. And then I came home and I wanted to do this podcast with you and, um, yeah, I made myself a nice salad. Okay. Now I'm starting to feel like I'm stalling (laughs) because I have something kind of big to talk to you about and yeah, I think I'm a little nervous that it's not going to come out right. So I'm just going to start. So in thinking about boundaries in the last solo episode I did this month, I definitely saw that, um, you know, there are certain areas where I am really, really comfortable with boundaries. And I've definitely considered myself a bit of a boundaries queen. I think I've told you all like, you know, I really see boundaries as like I'm going to, if I'm going to say yes to you and no to myself, like I will set a boundary and that's not okay with me, like all those different things. And um, yeah, I think what I realized actually through my nervous system work that I'm doing is that there's this other layer. There's like an underbelly of boundaries that I did not even know existed. And what that is for me is noticing that without realizing it a lot of the time, I will self-sacrifice in order to make sure other people are okay. And the reason why I'm so intimidated in talking about this or so nervous to talk about this is because it actually has a lot to do with my work with Chronicon. But I am gonna not start there. (laughs) I'm gonna start with, where I sort of see that I used to do this and how I transformed it. And then I'll, I'll get to the the company that I have now and, and how that kind of plays a role in everything. But what I noticed, and actually I had a conversation with a girlfriend last night. We were talking about this sort of dilemma that I've been noticing lately around my boundaries and self-sacrificing and, you know, and just kind of... And what I mean by that is, you know, taking on everyone else's stuff. Like, I am the person that has to be able to solve, fix, heal, love, whatever, insert, you know, word here, that I have to be the one to be able to fix it. And, you know, it's actually a very codependent thing. Like, it's, you know, basically somewhere inside of me, I'm saying, I have enough love to love us through it all, right? And while that might be true in theory, uh, it's actually not true because there's just no humanly, there's no way that I could humanly possibly take on everybody's stuff. And also like, even though I don't mean it this way, I definitely can see how there's like some arrogance in that, right? Because it's like a lot of times I do that even for people who didn't ask me to do that. You know, or for people who are grown adults that (laughs) are doing just fine without me doing that, right? And they don't need me to do all that. But I sort of go in and say, like, I'm here, I can I can handle it, I can handle anything, like let's do this together, you know. And so where I see my friend is talking to me about this because she's known me for a while, and where I see I used to do this pretty clearly actually. Um, it's a little bit of a backwards way of thinking about it, but I promise it'll it'll make sense in a minute, is I used to self-sacrifice a lot when it came to my money conversation. And I can only talk about this so freely now because I feel like I've completely transformed the way that I feel about that and the experience that I have around money. But for a very, very, very long time, I would self-sacrifice to the point where I had this really deep belief that I only discovered in the last couple of years where I felt somewhere subconsciously that if I made money, it wouldn't be fair because I was so like highly aware of all of the incredible humans out there that are struggling and suffering and poor and unable to make ends meet and unable to pay for their basic needs because we live in systems that are not set up to support them. right? And so I somewhere, and I remember actually where this happened, like when I was a kid, I was 10 when I got my first chronic illness, I would go into doctor's offices and I would go to different healers and specialists because my parents were able to, you know, pay for me to go, right? So if the doctor said, hey, we need this medication and insurance doesn't cover it, it's not like, you know, they weren't aware of money and they just threw money at everything. It wasn't that. But they they would do whatever it took financially because they could, you know? And that was an extremely, extremely, privileged place for me to be in. Even as a woman of color with three chronic conditions, there's still privilege there, right? So there was a part of me that would then see all of these other mostly kids around me. Oh my God, it makes me so upset to think about. I feel like I could just start uh, crying right now. But I would see all of these kids who had the same conditions as me, who had the same value right? We are both human beings. We are both valuable. And yet they could not afford the treatments that I could. Their parents could not pay for the five times. I used to go to the doctor three times a week before middle school because I had a specific therapy that I had to do for my health. I would get there before school. And and it was a very... You know, it was it was awful, but it was also like a very lucky thing for me to be able to even go right that many times. And so there was something that happened to me during that time where I learned slash like slash like believed that I shouldn't have money because it's not fair that so many other people don't. And honestly, when I say that out loud, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? (laughs) That feels so far from how I feel now. But it was very real for me for a very, very, for most of my life. I'm going to be 42 soon. Um, And, you know, for most of my life, that is how I have felt. And the way I transformed it has been through lots of therapy, doing EMDR therapy, Talk therapy, behavioral therapy, also most recently through my nervous system work, which has been life changing. And I realized and now know that I am a person who is going to do so much good with all the money that I have. And I know that the money that I am making and that I am going to continue to make is not, you know, because I am better than anyone or because you know, of any kind of like weird mental anything. It's because I'm here to do this really important work and I'm gonna hopefully be able to even like pay it forward with everything that I do. That's my dream, right? But aside from that, even if that wasn't my dream, um, I also don't have to self-sacrifice because other people have less money than I do. Like that's not the way it works, right? So it's great that it happens to be that even when I do get the money, I plan to do wonderful things with it to help other people. But it's like, even if that wasn't the case, I don't have to sacrifice my my financial well-being because other people don't have the same opportunities as me. And I think that's something that took me, as I said, like, like a lifetime to realize. And... Um, You know, and so when thinking about this episode and boundaries, that is a huge thing, right? It's like, yeah, I can say no to someone. I can say, oh, I can't meet you there or I need you to test before I meet you or, you know, so so on and so forth. But how am I not setting a boundary internally? How am I self-sacrificing? On the inside, through the systems that I am a part of, the systems that I'm perpetuating, through the programs that I'm creating, through, you know, all of these different things in ways that honestly are mostly subconscious. You know, the things that I'm talking to you about right now that I'm saying, you know, with a lot of like confidence and clarity and all that stuff, it's stuff that I've been working on for decades. So how have I been doing these things um, that I didn't even realize for so long? So I wanted to share that first because <laughs> it's an area that I, I do feel like I've been able to move through and it's an area that I do feel like I've been able to, you know, create some really great success around and I feel, um, I experience it very differently than I used to, like the money conversation and it, it has really transformed. I'm sure there's still lots of things for me to do and lots of ways for me to you know, continue to grow in that area. But um, that inherent belief and that inherent self-sacrificing has really, really shifted. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And then that brings me to what I've realized recently, which, as I said, I'm still unearthing. And it's honestly... Definitely one of the harder things that I've experienced or learned about myself um, recently. And I think it it feels that way right now, especially because I don't necessarily feel like I have an answer to any of it. Um, but basically what I have learned is that there is a way that I show up in and with Chronicon that has a similar energy. Where i I have never, ever, ever believed in like the whole guru thing. Um, I mean, I'm Indian. So like obviously, there are gurus in like temples that I believe are beautiful and amazing and, you know, um and like real and true and all those things. But in terms of like the, you know, westernized uh, self-help guru that has come about, in, um, you know, the last couple of decades, I just don't believe in it. I just really don't. I think that we are all, honestly, I think we are all from the divine. I think we all have magic inside of us. I really genuinely live my life looking for what is your magic? What is everybody's magic? Because I know that we all have it. And I don't think my magic is better than your magic or vice versa. And I really don't, I really don't think that. I really don't believe it. So it was kind of a shock to me to kind of see that even with that, even with not running my company like, oh my God, look at me. I am going to solve everything. I am going to fix everything. I am here to heal you, right, which we never talk about in Chronicon, um, it's really become a place to support each other and to like lift each other up and all of that. Right. I still operate from a place of carrying everything on my shoulders and the challenging or the, the frustrating part about that is also that like no one asked me to do that. It's not like, you know, people – I mean, sure, we have some people that come in and out that are, like, you know, messaging me a lot or, you know, asking me to, like, fix or solve things for them. But for the most part, that hasn't happened in Chronicon. Um, Most folks in Chronicon are really uh, empowered, you know, in their own experience, and their own health journey. I think that's why people gravitate. I think that's why the people that are there gravitate towards what we're doing because, it's not a place to be like we have all the answers. It's a place to be like we know that you're brilliant and amazing and are doing everything that you can possibly do to support yourself and like let's all come together and hang out and um you know like be a support system for each other but it's not about like fixing, right? And so yeah, no one is asking me to like be the light and be the guru and be the person that has all the answers. But in my experience of things, I energetically totally took that on. It's not necessarily that someone is putting this pressure on me. It really is that, um, you know, I show up being like, oh, my God, if I don't answer this person right away, what's going to happen to them? Are they going to be okay? Are they going to know that they're loved? And basically where it's coming from, right, is my own trauma. It's coming from being a kid who was, who was in such tremendous emotional pain that experienced such sadness and isolation and genuine devastating heartbreak on a daily basis, multiple times a day. Okay, and this was coming from me at all at all different areas, at all different levels, from all different people in my life. And never wanting anyone to ever go through the thing that I went through, which is literally impossible. Um, And also not for nothing, but like it made me who I am today, right? So like, why am I even acting like it's like such a horrible thing when, you know, I'm proud of the person that I have become. But there is this there is this inherent thing in me. There is this thing where someone sends me a message or asks me a question or, you know, and again, this is not like when they're sending positive affirmations and beautiful shares. I I just mean like someone has a question about something. Like someone will ask a very simple question and there is this like tremendous pressure that I put on myself. And so I am learning alongside everyone. I am learning that this is not sustainable and I also am learning that the true magic of what we are creating and what has been created with Chronicon so far is the way that you all love and support each other. Right. And again, like I know not everybody listening to this is is in the community, but, um, you know, it's it's where I uh, it's where I'm learning the most and where I'm getting tremendous value in my life. So it's what I focus on. But, you know, insert your own experiences with other things here. Right. Like I'm sharing all of this with you because whether you're in the community or not. I want you to know that I think this is actually a very common thing that us chronically ill folks do. I think, and I I don't know if this is true, and I'd love to hear if someone out there is like, no, I've never experienced this. I don't know what you're talking about. But I think what I've learned over the years of focusing on the chronic illness conversation as a whole is that I am not an anomaly in so many ways, right? And so I'm seeing that so many chronically ill folks are very sensitive, very porous, meaning they like absorb things very easily. Maybe you don't experience that, but you're like extra guarded. And so that's the way that it shows up for you. A lot of chronically ill folks I think do struggle with codependency in its truest nature. Also because we have to depend on others in a really intense way a lot of the time right? And for me, I got sick when I was a kid. So like I was not only dependent on my parents because when you're a kid, you are, and that's like completely normal and healthy. But then there was another aspect of it where I was hyper dependent on them, right? And it took me a long time to grow out of that. So I think that there are a lot of similarities to what I am sharing about taking things on in an extreme way. And why it's hard for me to talk about is not because I think it's so unique, but because I don't know, I don't know how to navigate um, how meaningful and important every human being in the community is to me. And also like, I guess you could say, uh, uncouple the pressure that I put on myself at the same time right? Cause I've never done it. I've never done it. And I think about that a lot of times when I think about like having, um, you know, a romantic relationship, that's like what I call emotionally sober and like stable and feels truly nourishing. Like I've just never, I feel like I'd be great at it. And I've also like never done it. Um, and part of that is cause I haven't found the partner to do that with, but like yeah, that scares me, right? Because I actually know that I'd be great at it if I find the right person, but the fact that I've never experienced it is really scary. So I feel the same the same kind of trepidation with this aspect of the community. Like, what does it look like for me to create a company in a container where everyone else goes on and loves each other up and supports each other, which is already happening. I'm definitely not the only person in the community whatsoever. And that's actually been thanks to the community saying that they wanted to have like a bigger role and folks are doing what I think I've shared with you already, which is the collectives. We had Leslie Thorpe on earlier this month, who is one of our collective leaders. And, um, yeah, she was one of our first, our first leaders. And we have a bunch more other leaders, um, in the community and they, They, oh my gosh, they lift everybody up. They support everybody. They do all of that alongside me, um, you know, in my absence when I have to take breaks, like all of it. So it is definitely by no means just me. And I don't think that it is. But there is something in my wiring that has convinced myself that if I don't do it, like it's not gonna be okay. Or like if I don't show up in this specific way, then like what's gonna happen to people? And I feel like I've I've seen that I do this in my personal life too. It's not just with the community by any means. I notice that even in the way I communicate with people, like I am a, hyper communicator um and I always thought that it was like such a great quality which like maybe it is in some ways but I can now see actually I'm having this like aha moment as as I'm talking this out loud with you um I can now see that sometimes my hyper communication comes from this place of I feel anxious when other people don't communicate or they leave me hanging. I'm an anxious attached person. So I definitely get anxious um, with those things. And I, I I communicate back in the way that I think other people are going to need me to communicate back because I never want anyone to feel anxious about my communication, if that makes sense. So yeah, it's it's really a deep, 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 deep thing for me. It kind of runs every aspect of my life I am seeing in so many ways. And, um, you know, I, I trust that just like the money stuff was such a beautiful, transformative, healing and healthy experience for me. And it was something that has only created more abundance and only created more you know, opportunity and and just, yeah, and and nourishment, really, in my life. Um, I trust that this is going to be the same. I trust that, you know, one of the things I've always said is like, I wish I could be a little bit more detached sometimes because, um I think it, it almost slows me down that I'm so attached, um, because I can't just like keep going. i I have to really stop and, like, you know, comb through every single thing and be yeah, just like really in the weeds with everything every day. And I think that there's a part of that that's really, I honestly feel like is really meaningful. And I, I think thoughtfulness and being thoughtful is is a very healing thing. And I think it's important and it's definitely a, a core value of mine that I don't ever plan on changing. But then at the same time, you know, how am I turning thoughtfulness into it's all on me. It's all on my shoulders. If I don't answer this person perfectly at the exact moment, you know, how can I, are they going to be okay? Like that is so intense and so much. And again, I don't mean for it to be so arrogant, but there is an arrogance in that, right? Like what are, what am I saying? Like subconsciously, obviously, but like, I've been thinking that I, it has to be on my shoulders like, what about the brilliance and the ability of all of the amazing people that are interacting with Chronicon every day, that are, you know, supporting Chronicon and, like, uplifting people every day in there? So anyway, this was, um, you know, it's, I feel like these, I feel like these solo episodes are becoming, like, live audio journaling sessions <laughs> because they just yeah there's just a lot of processing that happens um, you know before I can be ready before I feel ready to um, actually talk about the thing that I know I need to talk about there's a lot of processing to get me to a place to sit down with my microphone and say like okay guys we're gonna talk about this thing and it's a tender thing and it's messy and complicated and we're gonna we're gonna be in it together. Um, and then, while I'm actually speaking about it, I do notice that things start to unfold, and it's a very cathartic experience for me. So thank you so much for all of you who are out there listening because i I keep going because i I get those messages from you that say I really resonated with this and oh my god this helped me so much just so you know as much as I'm going to try to not put the world on my shoulders and I'm going to try to take more steps back and I'm going to try to you know really let the community support each other and not really need to be in the center of it as much anymore um and we'll see how that looks I mean I'm still going to be there every day and like all the things but I think there's an energetic shift that has to happen um more than anything. So it might not even be something that people totally notice. But, um, you know, as much as I'm saying that, I, I really want to reiterate that the messages of affirmation, words of affirmation definitely is like one of my top love languages. And I really, 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 really take that in. So please don't think that me sharing um, about this is you know a reflection of me not wanting to get those types of messages I'm like scared no one's gonna message me nice things anymore um (laughs) but please don't do that um but yeah and I and I think the thing is also that's that's like another really important reminder is that something I've noticed throughout the last couple of weeks of sort of navigating this is it's been pretty messy y'all it's been pretty messy like I responded to someone recently and I just felt like I totally rambled and like over explained and you know, just really was just so kind of, I didn't say anything like inappropriate or anything, but I just felt like it was, it was so highly emotional. And that was uh, about my emotions and had nothing to do with this person's emotions. (laughs) And like when I, the good thing is that when I, when I look back on it, I could see that and I could see, oh, this person just like simply asked me a couple questions and I could have just said like yes or no but instead I just went on and on and on about all of these different things and it was because I was so uncomfortable like you know I felt bad that I couldn't take on what they were asking me about and I couldn't take it on in this major way even though they weren't even asking me to take it on it's just like I'm I'm learning right now, you know, so it's like one of those moments where I feel like I have Bambi's legs, you know, and, um, and I've got a lot of support, so, you know, it's not about, like, needing advice around it, um, I have a lot of amazing support to navigate it, but it's just part of the process, right, it's just part of the process to allow myself to be messy and navigate, so that is, that is what's going on, I think, um, you know, it's going to be a really beautiful unfolding. I am I'm certain of that. And I think it's been a really interesting time because I am like creating the next in-person Chronicon, which I know a bunch of you are joining in person, but also virtually. And yeah, I just know that um, there's just so much There's just so much that's coming up because I'm holding a lot more. So I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think when I was just doing the community and I hadn't done the in-person Chronicon 2 and then I'm also working on like this other big project with Chronicon trying to get it into different um, organizations and companies to like have companies have Chronicon be a part of like their employee benefits. something I'm really, really committed to. Um, but there's so much work involved in that that, like, no one ever sees. It's, like, all these meetings and decks and pitches and all the stuff that I'm doing behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I just, I just think I'm holding a lot more for the company that it's been uh, harder for me to get away with saying I'm going to take everything on for each individual. Um, and, yeah. Anyway... So I would love to hear if this resonated with you. I would love to hear how this landed for you. Um, I feel kind of vulnerable uh, as I end this episode. I feel like I'm having a hard time closing the conversation because I don't know if it was you know if it was helpful or what you needed And um, I really always want it to be. And I'm also mm, I'm also learning that I I can't I can't always be that all the time for everyone, every day, every second. Um, so anyway, I'm learning. I'm so, so, so glad that we're learning together and yeah, thank you for loving me through it. And, um, I hope that you kind of, you know, look back into your own life and your heart homework, I guess, for this week. Um, is, you know, your love work, I think is what I called it before, I forget. But um, your your work going into this week is just to kind of look at, like, are there places in your life where you're taking on more responsibility for other people's experiences than you need to be? And I would love to hear, like, if that's the case or what comes up for you around that. Um, and yeah, feel free to message me about that. Um, but yeah, are there places where you do that? And I think it's important to know because I honestly think it doesn't help our health when we're navigating so much and we're taking on other people's experiences on top of our own. I think that's why I am committed to this conversation is because I'm seeing, That when I take on everybody else's stuff, I get really sick. And I've been really sick for the last year especially. And so as uncomfortable and, yeah, just difficult this stuff is to navigate and to uncover, I am committed to it because I want to be, I want to feel better in my body. I want to be healthier, whatever that looks like for me um and I don't think I can do that if I'm taking on everyone else's stuff so I am gonna end the conversation here but I love you all so much and I really just am so honored that you spent time with me today listening to this conversation around boundaries I will see you next time All right, loves, I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the thriving together podcast. If you did, I would love to have you subscribe either on Spotify or Apple podcasts, and please be sure to rate and review the show, especially if you liked it, because it really helps make sure that this content gets to more and more people. Thanks so much for listening. And I cannot wait to be with you for the next episode.